0: Hello and welcome to the One Football Podcast. We are back with the Women's Football Podcast, and this week I am joined by our own Emily Wilson. How are things in Canada, Emily?
1: Oh, everything's all good over here. Thanks for having me on, Angelina.
0: No worries. And we are also joined by her football hubs, Megan Hughes. Megan, how's life? I'm doing very well, thank you. Good, glad to hear it. Right, Well, let's just get stuck in because there are are still some games going on Um, this weekend. We're going to see the final games of the Primera División in Spain being played. Um, Now, Barcelona will finish with 99 points if they beat, I never know how to say this, Ibar, Ibar? I'm going with Iba. Um, They've scored 13 goals in the last three fixtures, Barcelona. So I wouldn't really bank on the opposition taking three points from the champions. But you never know. Um, it's been a brilliant season for Barcelona, as we've talked about before. But, I mean, Megan, how can you sum up this season?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that's a brilliant question. How can you? I think it's been one of the most successful seasons in Barcelona's history. Um, They've been absolutely incredible from start to finish. Obviously, domestically, with the league title, they've done fantastically. You know, kind of swept all opposition aside, essentially. And then, of course, the big one, the Champions League, beating Chelsea in the manner that they did as well, I think. Obviously, being from England and having watched Chelsea a lot, um, I think a lot of people were kind of bidding on Chelsea to give a good fight to Barcelona, you know, possibly pip them to the title. But, I mean, Barcelona put all doubts aside didn't they and completely swept the floor with them so they've had such an incredible season um and I think the one thing they'll probably be gutted about is the fact that they won't finish um the season on that a magical 100 points I'm sure they'll be absolutely gutted just to miss out on that but um of course that doesn't take away from the amazing season they had and I think now for them the main goal is just to see if they can replicate these sorts of performances next year
0: most definitely I mean they just, when you look at some of the results, it's been fantastic. And it, it's a shame that they did lose that one game. But I mean, their last fixture was against Sporting Guelva. It ended 5 0 with five different goal scorers. Um, Emily, do you think, which one do you think is the best asset of Barcelona? I mean, obviously combined, it's amazing. But do you think their best asset is they do have so many options in front of goal as we've seen? or the fact that I know you've touched on this on previous f- podcasts
1: that they are so defensively strong? You know, that's a really hard one. I know. <laughs> um, to be fair, like I was thinking about it and I don't, I don't really know if I can pick between um, their attack or their defense, if I'm being honest. Um, like I've said before, the best thing, and I mean, Megan touched on it a little bit there as well. The best thing about this Barca squad is just They're so deadly in every competition due to the fact that they really don't have any weak links anywhere. Um, Attack and defense, they're just superb. Um, 5-0, nil five different goal scorers. I think that kind of speaks for itself. And I believe, Angelina, it's not the first time that they've done that as well. Had multiple different goal scorers Mm. in one fixture. So, you know, like I said, that kind of speaks for itself. But they're just such a unit as a whole, whether we're talking their, their attack, um, their defense, their midfield, in my opinion, tops both of those slightly. Mm. Um, But you know, every player on the pitch plays as a unit, they know exactly what the game plan is. And overall, that's their best asset when it covers not just one part of the squad. So definitely hard to pick between the two. But on the flip side, I guess that's also saying every part of the squad is just so immaculate and so strong. Yeah, I completely agree with you on that one. I
0: mean, one of the players on the score sheet was Aitana Bonmati. We talked about it on last week's podcast with Alejandro, um, but Barcelona have reportedly received two offers from Lyon and Chelsea for the player. Lyon have allegedly offered to triple her salary and pay a fee of €500,000, making her the most expensive women's football player in the world. Megan, what do you make about these rumours and do you think we could see her depart?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a very real possibility um, to see her depart this season. Obviously, she's been one of Barcelona's standout players. And of course, that's why you've got the likes of Chelsea and Leon so keen to get her on board. But I mean, you know, Barcelona have had an incredible season and they have one of the best, well, the best team in Europe as it stands. And, you know, it's got to be some offer or some promise or some sort of vision that I think the player has to see to be tempted away from a team such as Barcelona. Of course, I think this is probably part of Leon's larger picture of kind of building back after the disappointment they've had for themselves as a club last season, obviously losing out on the league, losing out on the Champions League. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a very real possibility and I think, the French League and the English League offer very different challenges as to what the Spanish League um, would offer her. So it's kind of, you know, it's a decision for her personally, whether she wants to take on a new challenge or whether she feels at home at Barcelona. But I think really wherever she ends up, she is just such an asset to the team and will, you know, have a, a really great track record wherever she goes.
0: Yeah, it will be very interesting to see uh, to see what happens and I guess what she decides. Um, one player that Barcelona will be without is Kira Hamroui. So the club have officially announced her departure. It's done. Um, she has been linked with Real Madrid and a return to PSG. Emily, where could
1: you see her heading? I think a switch to rivals Real Madrid's yeah. definitely out of the question. Um and, and I mean, I'm a Real Madrid fan. So, you know, that's kind of just something that I don't see happening in the future at all, um, just because that'd be such such a dramatic move. Um, however, she's done it before though. Uh, she played for Lyon and then switched to PSG. So that's also crossing town and, you know, going to play for your rivals. But Barca to Real, I that, that would be like an even bolder move. So I really don't see it happening. Um, But that being said, I wouldn't be surprised if she heads back to Paris. Um, They're going to be in need of some strong players because they've seen so many depart the club this window. And especially if they want to retain the title, which I'm sure they do, obviously, um, they're going to want to bring in some Experienced players, and she definitely is one. Um, another thing I noticed earlier this month was she took to Twitter, um, kind of criticizing the French national team for not selecting her in their squad. Um, I believe this was back earlier in June. Yeah, June 1st here. Um, so, you know, a we'll move back to Paris might help her get back in with the national team. Um, so we'll have to wait and see what happens, but definitely switching to Madrid. I, I, I'll i really be shocked if that happens same it would be
0: a very very bold move put it that way I guess um but yeah I, I would would tend to agree I think that PSG is probably more likely um I mean talking about the Spanish league um looking at Atletico Madrid I've been quite impressed because we've talked about it before on the podcast but sh- they have managed to kind of climb back up the table to fourth spot. Obviously, they're 10 points behind Levante, um, who they actually faced this week. And I mean, I guess if they were a little bit closer, that would have been a really, really exciting fixture. I mean, it still is, because it's still two good teams. Um, A win's not going to get them, Champions League football, of course. Um, Is there something to be said, Megan, about Atletico and maybe the character of this side? How, despite... At one point, you know, they were really struggling. I think a lot of people were concerned, but they've managed to pull it together and at least finish in a respectable position.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, of course, looking at it from a neutral point of view, they have done well to climb back up at the table in these last few remaining fixtures. But I think if you're looking at it from the point of view of someone who either supports Atletico or place them you know either or they'll probably be disappointed on the whole with this season you know in the past season they've been the top title contenders they've been up there with the Barcelona's you know with the Levante's Um, and the fact that they've missed out on Champions League football this season especially how far they got in uh, the competition Um, in previous years they will be disappointed but I mean like you said I think their goal now will be to end the season on a high and you know just get those three points of course you know it won't change their position in the table but I think just for pride more than anything else and to end the season on a good note but definitely they'll be turning their attention um to next season soon and making sure that they don't uh replicate the mistakes they've had this season
0: yeah I mean I've, I've really got my I've got my fingers crossed that um next season is a better one for them and and hopefully it will be because, according to Marcat, since they are without Champions League football, the club are, of course, looking to strengthen their squad ahead of the next season. Three players on their list are Fembi Gatlana from Ibar, and Maitani Lopez from Real Sociedad, and Melanie Gerard from Real Betis. Emily. Not to be throwing shade at Atletico here or, or anyone else, but does the fact that Atletico are seemingly only buying within their own league from clubs who also don't have European football versus the players Barcelona, Levante, Real Madrid are being linked with, does does this just kind of show how important the Champions League is perhaps when it comes to transfers?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, playing on one of the biggest stages gives players some of the best chances to earn interest from other clubs. And... Also, you know, players want to play in the bigger competitions. Um, so with Athletic kind of missing the cut, so to speak, um, it might be difficult with their transfers. But, you know, at the same time, you can't forget how stacked the league is in Spain. Um, just looking the fact that Atletico actually missed out on the Champions League spot... You can go back and see how many clubs specifically gave them a run for their money and caused them problems. So, on the flip side of things, it's not too surprising for me that they're looking within the league to boost their squad, kind of a turn your enemies into friends type feel. <laughs> um, so, it's unsurprising for me but yeah lots of players you know they're going to want to play in the Champions League they're going to want to get out of the group stages and hopefully go all the way so it'll make things difficult this window for them not playing in the competition but at the same time I think you know there's lots of talent in Spain that's still up and coming so if they can turn over you know the right gems and kind of find some rough diamonds in the rough so to speak uh, I think they'll be set for next season.
0: I agree. I'm really looking forward to seeing um, if any of those three players arrive, and and yeah, what kind of business that they do as they you know prepare for the next season. And another team that is plotting for next season um, is Lyon. This week alone, they've signed three players, and they've reached an agreement with another. Um, Megan, I mean, this pretty much sends a message to PSG, doesn't it, that they'll be back with vengeance?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I feel like leon sorry are kind of on the warpath aren't they i think they're yeah. very uh they're very keen to right their wrongs and obviously how they've fallen short this season to their standards that will be absolutely out of the question you know obviously losing the league has probably got to be one of the biggest one for them seeing as how many years they had it in their in their hands um so i think this is not only You know strengthening their team but it's sending a message to others isn't it you know they're they're putting all the correct things in place to make sure that this won't happen again um and i think yeah like you said they've made three signings already and some of the names they've signed are some big ones you know they they're not messing about are they leon and it'll be really interesting to see how this squad comes together next season and to see whether they can reclaim that top spot
0: most definitely. I mean, yeah, you look at some of those names. Um, three names from PSG, the club have reached an agreement with defender Perlin Moroni. Um, they've also signed Christian Endler, Signe Brun. Um, Emily, do these signings prove perhaps to PSG that sometimes you simply cannot buy the history that a club like Leon have? especially at the moment, because, you know, they're they're um, the new kids on the block, so to speak. Um, and that Lyon perhaps, you know, have that kind of over them, that they're always maybe going to be able to steal players and attract players, because, yeah, they may have had one bad season, but you compare it to all the other seasons they've had, and it, I guess it's not too bad.
1: For sure. You know, Lyon, we're talking about one of the best clubs in the world. Multiple titles, uh, a plethora of them being Champions League titles. Um, They're just doing enough all the time. And like you said, Angelina, even if there's one hiccup season, um, there's no surprise that they're going to bounce back even stronger. What's unfortunate for PSG, though, is you're right. They're kind of the new kids on the block and they're building something. Um, I thought it was kind of unfortunate to see so many players and significant players at that um, leave the club. Because when you're trying to build your club into something better, you want to keep the momentum going. Sorry, It's kind of like you're reversing everything when you're letting good players leave your squad. Um, but you know, PSG, they're trying to build themselves into tough competitors, multiple competitions, but it's just going to take time. So I guess it just, it's kind of a toss up for me because at one hand, you want to build up your squad, build up your club, keep the history going. But then at the same time, like you said, Leon just has so much experience. I guess would be the easiest way to summarize everything. It's going to be really hard to stop players from crossing the divide. Um, Just unfortunate that PSG couldn't keep on to those three because it doesn't help their cause. They're going to definitely want to come back in the French League just as strong as they did this year. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens.
0: Yeah, I mean, if I was, you know, working at PSG, I'd kind of be looking at them all sideways, like, really? All three of you are going
1: to do us dirty like this? Like, that's that's worrying to me. Yeah, and not just um, just to anyone either. Direct rivals. Exactly. A bit of question marks would be in my head as well.
0: I would 100%. Any signings they make, I think I'd be looking at them like, Listen, are you going to be loyal? Giving them scenarios, <laughs> what are you going to do? Will you sign this disclaimer and make sure that you're not just going to leave us in the lurch? Um, but I guess that's just football, isn't it? People want to play for the best teams. Not that PSG isn't a best team either, so I guess that doesn't even make sense. Anyway, I would be very irritated if I was a PSG fan. Um, but, you know, looking at Leon, they have also announced the signing of Danielle Vanderdonk, who arrives from Arsenal. After six years with the club, she signed a two-year deal with the French team. Megan, she'll be a big loss for Arsenal, won't she?
2: Yeah, absolutely massive. I was actually talking about her move with some of the other people from her football hub the other day. Because it's a really funny one. I think just the last season or two, she's just not... Something's gone wrong for her at Arsenal, and whether that's her performances, or maybe it's the relationship she's had with the manager, we've just not seen Daniel Vanderdog feature at all, really. And a play of her quality and her prestige, and what a legend she is at Arsenal as well, you know, like you said, she's she's been at the club for so long, she's made um, some really big um progress for the club and it's just so shocking to see her not really feature at all so I don't think the move came as a surprise per se because a player like van der Donk you need to have her on the pitch she simply can't be sitting on the bench so like I said yeah the move wasn't a surprise to me but it is a shame to see her go from Arsenal after all the memories and the uh, performances she's put in there but hopefully you know she can find her feet again on the pitch with Leon and get those minutes back because at the end of the day, she's an absolutely quality player um, and deserves to be getting game time.
0: I agree. It's uh, it's one of those, and I guess I'm not an Arsenal fan, so I'm not as, as attached, but just looking at her from a neutral point of view, I just hope that she she has success there. Um, Emily, do you think another reason is maybe the case that obviously she's won every domestic trophy on offer in England, really,
1: and perhaps she just wants a new challenge? Absolutely. Yeah, you know, it's not common for people to stay in one league all the time. It's more familiar for women's soccer players to jump around to multiple different leagues. So I'm not surprised if she wants to kind of start a new challenge, like you said, Angelina. And what Megan brought up as well, her not getting as much playing time at Arsenal and just kind of not featuring this last season, that's definitely going to have a big impact. But when you're going to a side like Lyon, who have such squad depth, that question still kind of lingers for me. Um, how much playing time is she going to get over in France? It's going to be difficult to say, but hopefully she can get as much as she can, because like Megan said, again, she's a very, very decisive player on the pitch and just a quality quality talent.
0: She really is. Um, and yeah, I, I guess just best of luck to her. I've got my fingers crossed for her. Um, Now, talking about um, Leon and Megan, you know, there have been whispers from people that obviously the season that Leon have had, maybe their position is weakening, all this type of stuff. I wouldn't really agree with the people that have said that um, because I don't think that a team like that just weakens because they've had one season that's been a little bit rougher than the others. But do you think that these signings prove how valued the women's team is by the president, um, Jean-Michel Aulas, that, um, you know, they've not, like other clubs I could talk about, which we'll talk about in a bit, um, you know, there's no messing about here. They've gone in, got the job done and recognised, you know, we need to improve and we need to sort it out.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think it really goes to show um, just how important are Leon to him as a, you know, as the president, but also I think it's kind of a testament to show how much progress women's football has made. I think, you know, of of course presidents of clubs make huge uh, impacts on the team and their progress and whatnot. And it is just clear as day to see that Jean-Michel cares so much about Leon and he's brought in these huge names. Um, And I think, you know, not only does he want to improve Leon? you know make sure like you said I don't agree either that they're necessarily weak now that they've had a bit of an off season you know it was bound to happen I feel at some point but um you know his he's shown an immediate response hasn't he and he's absolutely determined to get Leon back to that number one spot um and I think that is especially reflected in the signings he's made you know they're all absolutely top class top quality Uh, players who hopefully will return Leon to where he wants them to be but no absolutely I think it's really um it's really great to see how much he cares about the club and how much he cares about their success and you know it's something that you wish to see really in every club because um as he's gone to show when you make big signings and put your money where your mouth is progress will be made by a team and I think that kind of has a domino effect on all the other teams in the league so yeah you just kind of see, want to see it from every president don't you really
0: definitely and as a Manchester United fan I can definitely agree with you on that you want to see it everywhere Um I also thought it was quite interesting Emily because um Christian um, Endler stated when posting the news of a departure from PSG, I want to bet on a club that treats women's football as an equal. Does this just kind of prove perhaps what Megan has, has been saying, that the reason for Leon's success is that they are a club, a women's club that have been treated correctly?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I agree with what Megan said. Um, just earlier there, you know, Lyon over time, they've just been ahead of the curve when it comes to women's football. They've taken the time to invest the money. um, More importantly, invest the time into it as well, because it's not just overnight that you become back to back to back to back and as it keeps going, but winning so many Champions League titles like that. um, You need the money, you need the investment and you need the brains and the operational side of it also sorted and i think the president's been um, very well with that very good to be fair for them also it's worked you know look at how they attract players from clubs all over the world from their rival clubs we've already talked about this a little bit Um, so maybe endler just wanted to move to a club that already has those steps in place we mentioned previously you know psg they're the new kids on the block they're up and coming so, just unfortunately for them, they're just behind the curve a little bit compared to their rivals. Lyon have been in this position for years, and you know what the all the amount of work that they've put into it—it's it's worked so far. Look at all their success, and look at the type of players that they've been able to poach from other clubs. Um, so, it'll be interesting to see what happens next season um, with Endler specifically, especially with that statement.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um and, and on the flip side looking at uh Leon and this overhaul, um goalkeeper Sarah Bouadi, forward Eugene Le Sommer and midfielder Jennifer Marazan have all joined Washington based, OL Rain, um the team purchased by Leon's owners in the US. Um Megan, do you think we'll see any of these players return? Do you think they've just kind of shelved them over there for the time being? Or do you think they'll be settled there now for good?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a possibility, isn't it? I think um, it's interesting seeing these players move over because I feel like there's a number of reasons behind why it could be. You know, whether they themselves are wanting a new challenge or the club thought they'd be better based elsewhere. Um, But they're not quite ready to sell them and see them fully go yet. Um, It's an interesting one. And we've seen a lot of players make the move, you know, either way across the pond. So, like I said earlier, I think each league in the world presents very different challenges um, and none more so than the NWSL. So it'll be really interesting to see how these guys get on. I mean, each of them, they're all incredibly talented players. Um, And they'll all add incredible uh, quality to the squad. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think it depends on how they perform over in the States, really, as to whether um, the club decides to keep them on board or sell them. But um, no, it'll, it'll be definitely interesting to see how they fare over in America.
0: That's a good idea, really, isn't it? Have another team that you can kind of just put people over to just to see how they do and then make a decision. Smart team, Leon, I must say. Um, Looking at the Women's Super League now, um, and there is another team, all these teams that are preparing for the new season. And it's Liverpool. Now, they finished third in the championship. They will be desperate to get back into the Women's Super League. They have signed Leanne Kenan alongside Jana Daniels, who will be returning to the club, of course, and Megan Campbell. Emily, again, is this just another example of a team demonstrating that they're taking the new season seriously? It's exciting to see from Liverpool, right?
1: Yeah, definitely exciting times if you're a Liverpool fan. Um right before we started the podcast actually I saw that they signed another player uh, Jasmine Matthews it was earlier this morning for me so I guess sometime in the afternoon for you guys but that's the fourth one already so add it to the three that you mentioned Angelina and there you are just then. putting yeah they're just putting in the work um, so they definitely want to jump back into the WSL that's without a doubt finishing third to it's possible that they can do it next season you know there's Durham and Sheffield to worry about but Other than those two, with Leicester now gone, they kind of have a grip on the other teams in the league, in my opinion. So between those three that are left, um, you know, and potentially any other clubs mid-table that might have a turnaround, Liverpool have a good chance of making that jump back into the Women's Super League, and they'll definitely be looking to get out of the gates fast. These signings absolutely are helping them do that, and it's going to be a very, very excited time like I said, if you're a Liverpool fan.
0: Yes, definitely. I mean, Matt Beard is back at the helm at Liverpool. He returned in May, but did win back-to-back titles with the club in 2013 and 14. Um, he has, of course, clearly been tasked with getting the club out of the championship. At the moment, his plan seems to be bringing in players that he's already worked with, um, which I guess, you know, is is not... Not a bad idea if he knows that people can fit his system, fit his style, etc. Um, so, Megan, what do you reckon? Do you fancy their chances?
2: Yeah, I mean, they're definitely building themselves a really strong squad, aren't they? And like you said, um, we can kind of sense a trend here um, with Matt Beard signing all the players he's previously worked with at other clubs, particularly uh, Bristol. I mean, he is a great manager, Matt Beard, and I think what we saw him do with Bristol last season. Of course, yes, they got relegated, but it was so close. It was, you know, the whole great escape kind of mentality. Um, It'll be really interesting to see whether he can bring Liverpool out of the championship. I mean, I think last season, everyone kind of expected them to bounce back straight up, really. You know, especially they're Liverpool, they're affiliated to one of the best men's club in the world. Um, They've won the WSL a number of times themselves. And to see them kind of fall short the way they did was really surprising for a lot of fans. So I think Matt Beard, is he the person to bring them back up? I couldn't definitely say yes or no, but I think seeing what he did with Bristol and the WSL, despite them being relegated, I think there is definitely a really good chance. But I mean, as Emily said, every year, every, like season on season, the championship just gets more and more competitive. Um, we saw it last season and I think it's no more so the case this season Uh, of course with your likes of your Durham's your Sheffield's and of course Bristol you know we can't count them out Um, I think it's going to be one of the best seasons yet and it'll be really interesting to see whether Matt Beard can come up against all the big challenges that are yet to present themselves and get Liverpool back into the WSL.
0: Yes and I mean I've I can only imagine that since the arrival of, you know, like Manchester United, especially, I feel like that probably will have been a bit of a thorn in the side of Liverpool because it's kind of like, I guess, all your stereotypical big names in world football in general um, are kind of, you know, in the top league competing and Liverpool seems to be that one team that's maybe not quite there. So I'm sure they'll definitely want to be uh, back up top. Um And speaking of Manchester United, I thought that we'd talk about them because I am checked out of this situation. (laughs) Like I am just so... I've had enough. Um, Seems to be the one English club that's really struggling when it comes to new signings or even having enough players for their squad next season, the way things are going. Um, Tobin Heath, Kristen Press, Jane Ross, Jess Sigsworth um, have all departed from the club. Um, I've had to read a lot of uh, cringy Manchester United tweets if we wish them the best. um, Now, Jess Siggs was ahead of the 2020-21 season. Um, She signed a new one-year contract with an option for a further year. And at the time she said, I love this club as a kid growing up, supporting United. It has always been a dream to be part of the history. And she definitely is part of the history. However, it's been two seasons in a row that she's had her playing time arguably decreased, you know, 14 league appearances this season. Um, Emily, so maybe despite her attachment to the club, you can understand why she's decided enough's enough.
1: Yeah, for sure. You know, at the end of the day, players want to play. Um, and honestly, that's a very simple statement, but it's, I guess, like the most truth to it is just that's the end of it. They want to have time on the pitch. They don't want to be on the bench. And so it kind of makes sense that she wants to go. Um go and look for somewhere else, you know, potentially earn more playing time. And like we talked about with Vandedonk, just new challenges. Um, plus, unfortunately, Angelina, I know you're a big Man U fan, but they're kind of going through quite the turnover. Mm. So, you know, maybe Sigsworth is just getting out early. Who knows? I, um, I wouldn't blame her if she was, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is a big loss for the club, though. But just like I said earlier, at the end of the day, players want to have the opportunity to show what they can do on the pitch. They want to have that time. So it's not too surprising given the fact that, you know, she hasn't played too much this season.
0: Mm. And
1: I guess also if
0: you are one of those players, you know, that has been part of this this new era of this club um, and this women's team, you know, you, you're kind of like, I've been here from the start. You're not playing me. I'm a massive Man United fan. I've given you my all and you don't want to play me. I'm off so... You know what I can kind of understand where she's coming from um obviously Toby Heath Christian Press are departing they did only sign one year contracts I know that it's um it's it's more common like like you touched on Emily you know it's more common to kind of club hop more in the women's game than we than people perhaps see in the men's game but Megan do you think it's worrying slightly that the club haven't been able, I mean, they don't seem to be able to attract anybody to stay, but, you know, two, you know, big names like these, they clearly don't have enough to even attract them to stay for another season, or am I just in my feelings a bit and it's just one of those situations where they were clearly only going to be there for a year, they've got other stuff to do and just calm down, Angelina.
2: Well, I mean, do you want me to protect your feelings or hurt your feelings, Angelina? Just give me the truth.
0: It's okay. I think I can deal with it. I think. Go on.
2: (laughs) Well, from my point of view, and of course this is my point of view and it could be very different, I do feel like for the two of them, they saw Man United more as a stepping stone, I feel would be the wrong term, but a club that they wouldn't necessarily have long-term ambitions with. Yeah. of course, Man United, in the grand scheme of things, are still very new to the whole WSL setup, and they're still a team that is growing and developing. Um, and you know, it it was two massive signings for Man United, but I think at the time people did think, "Wow, that's two big names for a club that's not quite established established its, itself enough yet f- for." to you know harness the likes of those two and of course they it's a great club and it's all right and don't get me wrong um this is no disrespect to man united at all but i do think that these two american legends um maybe had bigger goals in mind while yeah. whilst joining man united um but of course they both had a great time though and i think of For Tobin Heath especially, with her season kind of hampered a bit with an injury, it didn't help as much. But I wasn't surprised um, to see them on that list of names departing Um, because at the end of the day, they are two world-class players who I think are wanting to play in a world-class team. And unfortunately, I just don't quite think Man United are there yet to accommodate players like them.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree. It's almost like, you know, they've thought... What's And again, no disrespect to, to my club or to either player, but I guess you kind of think it's a situation where they've thought, right, you know what? Let's go to the UK. Let's go to England. Go to the Women's Super League. Hmm. Team like Man United, it's a big name worldwide, I guess. Um, yeah, we'll help out Man United because it'll look good for them. We get the year in the Women's Super League that we wanted. Job done, keep it moving. And I'm not mad at that because that's sometimes the way things work but that's kind of the vibe that I'm getting from it I mean Emily where do you think they'll be heading next well are they joined at the hip and they're going to be moving to the same place or do you think they'll be uh, going somewhere different
1: I'm, I'm really unsure uh with Heath Megan already mentioned it you know she has that injury that she's been nursing I believe since January and then she picked up another one if I'm correct um so that's a long time to be out but that being said the USA has named her to the Olympic squad. So hopefully, you know, she'll get some minutes on the pitch and depending how she'll play, um, that'll kind of turn into some offers in the future potentially. But it's just going to be kind of problematic with the injury problems lurking. So for Heath, I'm not entirely sure where she might end up if I'm being completely honest. But Mm. for press, I think lots of teams will be interested. You know, she's really impressed and become a household name especially within the United States, you know, that's a talent stacked national team. Um, We're talking number one in the world and she's always one of the names on the score sheet, always one of the names that people are talking about. Um, I do believe that both players rights are held by racing Louisville, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, they might be going there Um, that could see them link up with Ebony Salmon, who's been doing phenomenal so far. What a great debut for her just a few days ago, but you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they go to the same place, but it'll just depend on what uh, racing want to do with those players. So it'll be touch and go from my perspective.
0: Yeah, it, w- it will be interesting to see what happens. Um, and obviously as a United fan, it's it's one of those thanks for thanks for the year. I kind of can't be mad at them for leaving. Um, and, and I guess it's been a great experience all around. Um, I mean... There have, of course, been rumours about Lauren James and her future and going to Chelsea. I'm not even going to say, do you think, Megan, because I don't even think, I'm pretty certain now, that she will be the next announcement. What do you
2: think? No, yeah, I completely agree. I think, I'm not sure if you saw, but I think it was kind of confirmed on Twitter when someone realised on the Chelsea website that her name was an option to get um, as shirt printing. (gasps) And then obviously oh, they put that on Twitter. Oh, I didn't know really this. Confirmed. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, <laughs> but I think it confirmed the inevitable, really, didn't it? Um, very big mistake on the the poor person at Chelsea, whoever did that. But, no, I think it was always going to kind of be the deal that everyone was expecting to see, wasn't it? Um Lauren James is such a young generational talent and I think with the right coaching and at the right team she could have so much to offer and be a real star for the future of England and of um, the WSL. So I think Chelsea's actually a really suitable move for her I think, of course, it's probably one of, if not the most competitive starting 11 to get into in the WSL but I think with the people that they've signed and developed, the progress is so clear to see. I think I'm thinking of in particular um, Neve Charles, another young English talent who they brought on board and has just gone from strength to strength at Chelsea. And I think um, with the right, you know, coaching, training that Chelsea could provide to her, um, Lauren James could just be absolutely incredible.
0: I know, it's so frustrating so annoying (laughs) um but no I mean she's a phenomenal player an amazing talent um and I think if Manchester United cannot offer her what she wants what she needs then props to her really if she can make the move I mean obviously you know her brother's at Chelsea she's you know from from down south it's not like she's a Manchester girl or anything so it it makes sense I mean this whole Manchester United situation for me it's just I'm not even like ang- I'm not even angry at the fact that these players are, are making these moves I think the frustration is more towards the club because you know all of these players are departing we've already had Casey Stoney leave there doesn't there hasn't even been a whisper of unless there is something in the pipeline that is being kept really really quiet there's been not even a whisper of a new manager you know, how much longer have we got until pre-season starting? Do you know what I mean? Um, I mean, I know obviously there's the Olympics and stuff like that, but, you know, we this isn't, it's not like they've got six months to sort it out. They need to make a decision and fast. And the way things are going, especially with Manchester United's history, I'm panicking thinking, is this team just going to be disbanded after a few years? Because there doesn't seem to be the support, port there um because you know allegedly Casey Stoney did leave for specific reasons regarding training facilities and all that type of stuff whether it's true or not obviously we don't know but then you see a group of players leave is it perhaps the same kind of issues are they feeling frustrated perhaps that this Manchester United women's team from my perspective anyway are not getting the respect that they deserve and are not in any way, shape or form even close to Leon in the way that they are respected um in comparison you know the men and women's team as we have spoke about you know it seems a lot more equal than than what I'm seeing at Old Trafford and what I'm seeing at Man United and I just I mean I I'm half speechless which is never really happens I mean Emily do Manchester United fans have the right to be worried am I being dramatic or am I kind of being realistic with this
1: I'd say realistic. Mm. Uh, If I was a fan, I'd be worried 100%. You know, like you said, Stoney, she left uh, multiple players and potentially more. But when they're in terms of building the squad, kind of no business is bad business, Mm. if you know what I'm saying. So, like I mentioned already, it's an unfortunate situation for United to be in. um, But it also means that, you know, maybe. They're looking into doing a massive overhaul, you know. Maybe they really want to step the game up, and in two, three years, who knows um, where they'll be? Maybe they'll be winning the Champions League for you, Angelina. Oh, but if only. it's just—it's just, it's just going to be a matter of time um, for the upcoming season, though. I think there's going to be a lot of cause for concern, and you're just—we're just, just going to have to wait and see what kind of business they can pull in because being this quiet and letting this many names go. And it's not just it's not just players either, and it's not just a manager either. It's it's both. Mm. So that's just a really really big turnover. So we'll just have to wait and see. Mm. Preseason, a lot of things can happen in preseason. So yeah. hopefully things turn for the better for your sake and Man United fans oh,
0: for, for my sake because I can't deal with this stress do you know what I mean I've got enough going on in my life I don't I don't need this I need them to just sort it out and I mean at the end of the day how are you going to sign players by saying you know You're going to be joining Man United World. This is how great it is. And we don't even have a manager. And, you know, our good players seem to be leaving. And, you know, there's not even a manager there to kind of say, listen, we want to sign you because this is the direction I want this club to go in. You know what? It may be a a tough, because at the end of the day, let's be honest. I think this season was Manchester United's kind of golden ticket to get that Champions League and to, you know, kick it up a gear. A part of me is kind of glad that we haven't because I think they've hit the fast forward button with this team by, right, we've been promoted, right, let's get the Champions League. It's not that easy. And I think perhaps rival fans will maybe have a bit of a smile on the face thinking, you know what? You thought it was so easy to come into this league and be top dogs. It's not happening. Um, and in and in some ways, I think maybe Manchester United need that reality check of this is going to take some hard work. My concern is if this club are actually genuinely going to put in the hard work. But we'll have to wait and see. Um, enough of my uh, depressing monologue about my team. Um, but... Let's talk about some other transfers that we'll just finish off with a few. A um, few transfer rumours in the media recently and kind of get your opinions on them. Um, so first up, um, Abbey Camper will not be returning to the NWSL. Negotiations between Manchester City and NC Courage have broken down. Megan, do you think another team could be interested in the league? And do you think this would be a good option for her? Yeah,
2: absolutely. I mean, um... Ari Dahlkemp has kind of been a rock at the back for Man City. Um, I don't think her performances really get spoken about enough that they should be. She's just been solid, you know, quietly going about, doing her job. Um, So I think Man City fans will be disappointed to see her leave. Um, Interesting, of course, that the negotiations broke down uh, and, of course, leaves the question as to where she will end up. Um, Of course, she's American and you know, she, the NWSL is her home, really. So if she's wanting to go back to something familiar, then, of course, another team in the NWSL will be a good move for her. Um, but it's all about kind of what her personal goals are, really. I know we've seen a lot of Americans come to the WSL these past few seasons, and I think she's really excelled. So, you know, moving back to America will be a shame on the, you know, from the viewpoint of English fans. Um, but... You know, like I said, the NWSL is her home and I imagine she'll want to get back playing on a home soil, especially before the Olympics happen. So, I mean, wherever she ends up, really, she'll be an asset because she's such a quality player at the back. Um, But yeah, I'd definitely be disappointed to see her go.
0: Yeah, it will be. It will be a shame to see her not playing um, in the league. Um, another transfer rumour is Lola Gallardo, who is allegedly one step away from joining Sevilla. Emily, is this a good move for the player?
1: Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, it's going to be a return for her if it goes through. She started her career with Sevilla um, a few, uh, long time ago. But, you know, she's with Leon right now. She's only made, I think, a handful of appearances, and I'm talking two or three. So, you know that's not enough playing time like I said and players want to play that's just the end of it so it'll be a good boost for Sevilla if they can get it done uh current keeper Noelia Ramos is pretty much their go-to from what I've seen so far but they've also conceded I believe it's 49 goals this season so you know maybe that spot in net will potentially open up if they get the job done but like I said players just want the playing time so if she makes the jump it'll be a big boost and you know veteran experience as well especially coming from Lyon so it'll be a massive one for Sevilla fans if the they can be, get pen to paper
0: yeah most, most definitely um looking now at um Syria and AC Milan will reportedly announce Lindsay Thomas as their new signing she's making the move from Roma Megan what do you make of this one
2: Um, I think it's a solid move, you know. She's had a fairly good uh, season for Roma. Um, Two goals, four assists to her name. So, you know, she can make a bit of an impact up there, up top, playing striker. Um, Of course, both AC Milan and Roma two fantastic clubs in their own right, um, both who will be looking to achieve big things in the league next season. So, um, yeah, I think it's it's a good move for AC Milan, good move for uh, Thomas. Um, a new challenge, and I'm sure she'll be looking to add more goals and assists to that tally come next season.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see uh, to see how she does with the move. Um, one player that will be moving over in Spain seemingly is Sophia Jacobson. She has reportedly refused a contract extension with Real Madrid. Emily, like you say, this is your team. Um, are you feeling that? she's going to regret this decision or do you think this is maybe the right move for her?
1: If I'm being completely honest, I think it might be the right move. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, lots of other Real Madrid fans, I don't think they'll agree with me because, you know, Jakobsen has been so crucial for this squad. But when you look at it, you know, she came in and was part of a really big project Real Madrid. Um, first with CD Tacon, which is who they were before they changed the name. And then she played this season under the name of Real Madrid. And, you know, that's just a big project in itself because it was one of the biggest clubs in the world. And they're finally, admittedly, very late, but getting to start on women's football, you know, and trying to propel themselves into the competitions in Spain, Champions League, whatever it may be. Um, I think individually she had a decent season. She wasn't necessarily on the team sheet starting every game Uh, she came on as a substitute a lot but at the same time she partnered with aslani well so you know they both play for the swedish national team and that created good attacking output for madrid but i think it's just the project is kind of over for her so i wouldn't be surprised if she left where she's gonna go i'm not entirely sure i don't really have any clubs earmarked for her future or to get her have you guys heard anything
0: I have not heard anything of you, Megan.
2: No, neither. I feel like her um, transfer news has been fairly quiet on the socials.
0: Mm, Maybe she's plotting something big. Maybe she's coming to Manchester United. Ha, ha, yeah, right. Uh, (laughs) 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 Um, And finally, uh, Frida Manham has officially announced her departure from Lickhopings FC. Her agent has confirmed that she is heading to England and three major clubs have already reportedly submitted bids. Megan, which clubs do you think are interested? And Manchester United does not come into this because I do not class us as major. Yes, this is the vibe I'm giving off from now on.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think, you know, she's a really, really talented player in her own right. Um, really tricky midfielder, still only 21, so still, you know, bags of life left in her yet, I think the big clubs will be after her because she's definitely one of these talents that already has a lot of natural talent and with the correct coaching can really be uh, developed so, I've seen the likes of um, Chelsea Everton and Manchester City um, uh, interested but I mean, you know she's such an exciting young player, I think any club that's going for her would be really lucky to get her on board um so yeah it'll be really exciting to see where she ends up um again more um talent coming over from Norway I think she plays for of course we've already got some really um top quality Norwegians in the WSL already so maybe she might be tempted to join a club where some of her fellow national team members are at we'll have to see but no definitely excited to see where she ends up and I think she'll be a great asset to wherever she goes.
0: I completely agree. Um, And you know what, there's just so much transfer news going on. It's going to be a very exciting summer, I think. Maybe not for my team, maybe quite depressing, but I think for everybody else, um, I think it's going to be a really exciting summer. um, And I'm sure that we'll all be back talking about even more transfers because they just seem to be coming in thick and fast. So that's it for today's one football podcast as always big thank you to my guests to Emily and to Megan and to all of you for listening if you have got any questions for us as always it is podcast at onefootball.com and if you want to hear more from the one football podcast especially our Euro 2020 podcast head to Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud etc wherever you listen to all of your podcasts really to hear more from us.